beautiful Sunday here on the Space Coast. I don't know, something about that track just makes me think I could sing. So vibey. <laughs> it is vibey. <laughs> hey, hey, good morning. I hope uh, everybody's been enjoying their beautiful weekend. Again, it took a little cloud and rain, but then, uh, you know, between last night and, and this morning, just beautiful conditions. Great way to spend a brunch would probably be like al fresco like you know nice find a nice outside kind of place i know a place i know a place too and we're gonna get to that we have a special guest in the audience today but first and foremost my beautiful co-host good morning jillian good morning jesse did we have a great lunch this week or what oh man so much good stuff to talk about today i'm super excited super excited and for those joining us and and again we really want to create a culture of uh, having you all listen to us or watch a stream while you're having brunch somewhere because this is the kind of like a, you know Space Coast Eats brunch cast. And you should probably have brunch at the place that we are going to be featuring today. Yeah, yeah. So very exciting things. Um, again, we're we're kind of coming right up into a brand new year, a brand new decade. You know, and uh, we had a beautiful, glorious, uh, cold. Um, they call it the cool moon or cold moon. Uh, last full moon of the decade. Uh, it's a great time to just kind of relinquish all that stress and all that stuff that's been bothering you. Just really just dump it. Just get rid of it. And, um, and, and you know, and maybe adopt something fun. You know, maybe go to explore, you know, expand your palate, you know, make a resolution to, to, to eat more or, or, you know, just, again, inquire. Be, be more inquisitive with your, with your palate and your dining experiences. Um, I like to start a, a year off like that anyway, you know, just, you know, try something new, get rid of something that's not serving you. And, um, and, and again, try to just better yourself. You're saying eat more, not, not less. Right. Which is eat what, more. Eat more. I love it. Yeah. No. Yeah, you, you <laughs> get, We're going to sell that. You got to eat plenty more. Go, you know, there's, cause there's so much out there, there and that's why we, uh, bring to you this show. And, uh, it's because sometimes there is just, uh, you know, sometimes restaurants don't get the, um, the exposure that maybe they need, or maybe there's just something exciting talking about, you know, if there's a new concept. Uh, again, things are changing all the time here in Brevard County. We're growing really fast, and I see new restaurants popping up all the time, which is, again, very exciting. But it leads to the, you know, the idea like, man, I don't have enough time to go to all these places, so I better, you know, um, kind of uh, re- refer to maybe some groups on Facebook, like three, two, one flavor. Uh, oh, nice, nice name drop. Nice Ni- Nineteen thousand members strong, you know. Wow. And uh, and I believe I believe people can find us uh, on that group as well. So here we are. We're we're in a in a just a great booming, um, you know, kind of population explosion right now. And with that, we're just we're just getting a lot of different people with different um, taste preferences. And I th- I think Brevard is is by by all accounts, um, you know, that, that, that tide of uh, enthusiasm is rising. So like, you know, any rising tide raises all ships. So I think even some of the people who have kind of been stagnant with their menus, maybe um, not haven't felt inspired, I think now they are because they're seeing other restaurants doing it. They're seeing that, wow, people are eating creative cuisine. They are eating, you know, uh, you know all kinds of different uh, presentations, you know, everything from, uh, you know, nitrous gas infused this and, the, you know, I mean, there's so many cool things that are showing up on menus. And I think people are either like, oh, well, I, I better adapt or, or, you know, strengthen my skill set, get my menu to where, you know, I, I want to be presentable to people who are seeking something unique. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I just I just love that because now I'm, I'm actually seeing concepts that remind me of an Orlando or Chicago or New York, in Miami and in, in our own little town. So, you know, I, I think we're blessed. But I don't want to ramble too much. Jillian. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you're done, it's I fine. Like it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just it's good. Yeah. Well, again, you know, I, I speak from the heart. It's you know, passionate. passionate. We're yeah. passionate about food. We're passionate about drinks. And yes. the Brevard County culture, I think, is, you know, and I, I do agree. When we, when we talk about culture, like there, like there is a food culture here now. Like there, like it, it just is. Like people are just really passionate about food. And you can tell that on some of the groups we see. <laughs> you know, everybody has an opinion, which is great because we have ours. And uh, and again, we want to um, again use this time to uh, just present things that maybe you're not familiar with. 
maybe you know introduce a concept or, or something or personality like we have Colin in the in the studio today, and uh, and let you get to know the people who are actually making some of these cool decisions, creating cool concepts, um, and you know they they listen. These owners, these chefs, they listen to us, and so anytime that we can offer something, you know, and and get to know them better, that that gives you kind of like a green light to like, hey, I know that guy. I heard him on that show went that one time. I'm gonna go visit his restaurant and I'm gonna go shake his hand, you know, or give it a try, or you know, whatever it is. And and it's like we almost give you like a little glimpse into the behind the scenes of some of the culture and uh, and some of the talent here on the Space Coast. Jillian, I'm gonna let you introduce our guest. Well, I am very pleased to introduce Colin, who is one of the owners of Masa. Oh, thank you. I'm going to say Taqueria <laughs> y Cantina. Roll that R. Mm. <laughs> you did that very well. <laughs> Which I'm excited that you're here because thank Masa you. is one of my favorite restaurants. Oh, you're very kind. Thank you. Um, I, I live close by, so I get to frequent it quite often. Um, and so I would just really love the opportunity to have you talk a, a little bit about the concept and what your vision was and, and is with, uh, with Masa in general. Awesome. Well, well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. We are, we're a couple of guys, uh, myself and my business partner and a collaboration of people that work with us that are, are passionate about food and, and what we do here in the, in the community. Um, and Masa came about three years ago and the thought process been open about two years and we wanted to bring a different style of Mexican cuisine that really wasn't represented in Brevard that we saw yet. We saw some things trending and we really wanted to bring something very, very different. And it was a big influence obviously from Mexico, but also from the big cities, Miami, Austin, Texas, Denver was doing some great things. New York, Chicago, of course, San Mm -hmm. Francisco. And they were specializing in scratch kitchen, scratch uh, food and making masa or the dough in which you make your tortillas your corn tortillas from scratch and we wanted to see where we could explore that and how we could do it and there was many many conversations are we getting too wild are we getting too mm. far are we are we right. are we too <laughs> early for this and what we're trying to do and i think uh if my business partner was here he'd be like okay are you are you sure we're, is this the right <laughs> thing maybe we should <laughs> right. have, maybe we should have like a burger in or something right, or, you right. know like but um I think it was time. I think it was, uh, you know, it's, we're ready to kind of do something very different. And where we started is not where we, where we had planned to be now, but it's great to have so many different people who have come in and given their influence. And I think that's, what's great about being small business and independent operators is that we do, we really do. You said it like people listen to the community. We listen to the community, maybe too much sometimes, but we're very sensitive to like, okay, well what, what works and what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And Masa is, is something very unique to provide. There's nobody else doing really what we're doing that kind of, kind of specializes in, I guess, just Mexican modern cuisine. Like Mexican that. modern. Mexican modern. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think we get in trouble if we say a lot of people are like, well, you're not authentic. Well, 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 authentic wait a second. We, weren't, right. we were trying to get some authentic <clears throat> principles. We were trying to get the tradition in there. But we really wanted to be a modern take, not Tex-Mex. But we wanted to, you know, kind of do the braising meats all day. And, and, right. and what's the, you know, in Mama's Kitchen, you know, the Grandma's Kitchen in, 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 the, in Mexico and what's going on. And how can we modernize that and bring it to our palates and what we're doing here? So it's kind yeah, of and, and and and. If somebody's if somebody were to say, well, that's not a real American dinner. It's like, well, America is a big place. Right. So a New <laughs> what, York yeah, dinner is, is going to be different. What is authentic so when you're not in, right. Right. you know, if you're not in Mexico, then right. where is, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, kind of, I feel that. And so Mexico sure. is a very regional place, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you got from, you know, Baja and, and, and that part of, of you know, northern uh, Mexico. And then you have like Mexico City which is, again, a very big metropolis, like several million people. It's one of the biggest cities in the world. Mm-hmm. And you don't think that maybe there's a bunch of cultures there that maybe interpret Mexican cuisine. That's like, right. you know, so your traditional hanging out in Jalisco, you know, a region and from Baja or anywhere around, you know, uh, the, you know, the great country of Mexico, your traditional stuff is going to be m- like light light years mm-hmm. away from maybe somebody in another region. Yeah. Um, just like it's really hard to say, well, you know, even even like seafood, like Louisiana does it way different than what you're going to find in New England. That's right. right. That's so get into that. And, and again, I get and people are really passionate about tacos. That's not a, How can you not that's be? Not a real street taco. How can you not be passionate about tacos? Though? That's not a real street taco. It's like is if it, it was made with wrong ingredients right in front of you. That's kind of the street concept. Like so. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So c- continue with that because I, I just want to put that to rest. Like. 
you're, you're traditional, man. Your traditional taco is not like the way I want it. <laughs> um, no, no. It's up to interpretation, people. Well, and I think, like I said, we try to do something just a little bit different. And there, I mean, you can go to a handful of great Mexican restaurants around here in the area. Right. And you're given, I, I think, somewhat similar. You're going to get a, a, a six-inch big flour tortilla, and it's going to be stuffed with some some stuff you're familiar with. Right. We wanted to do something different. We want to focus on a smaller tortilla, homemade, and we actually use a blue corn. Um, we also have flour and we have white corn, but mm. we wanted to do the blue corn, a little bit different feel to it. And then the, the braising, the meats, having the big flavor of the meats kind of stand out. That's why we have kind of the small street taco and you right. can pick those by the each. So people say, sometimes might say, well, gosh, you're kind of pricing your expensive. I'm like, well, it's, a 350 taco. You can have a 350 taco and a $6 margarita, mm-hmm. or you can come in and have, you know, a big thing of enchiladas and, or fajitas for, you know, 20 or 30 bucks. Sure. And, a, and, you know, there's a $12 margarita in right. all oh, premium rates. The and there's a, there's a $75 mm-hmm. margarita, which is, you yes. know, you can share with like six people, but yeah, exactly. Well, but if you want, if you want, <laughs> you don't have to, I don't share, but, um, <laughs> but, you know, I think we were really trying to focus on what is it, you know, what, what's the standout. And that's really the, the core group of meats, you know, our al pastor, our carnitas, the chicken tinga, and, you know, hopefully our, our service, when you come in, they guide you through that process. So if you're, mm-hmm. it's a little familiar. And if you're just that person that's like, well, listen, I know enchiladas, I know fajitas. We have that too. Right. But if you're looking, like you said in the intro, to expand your palate or just try something a little bit different. Let our servers guide you a little bit, tell you a little bit about the concept, which is hopefully what they're doing. Right. Um, and and and, uh, and they can they can take you on a little bit of a journey. And, and not you don't have to get so crazy out there with your palate. But if you right. want to try something new, you can. And and that's that's what I find refreshing. You guys like use you know uh, this natural. It's just really flavorful Mexican cheese mm-hmm. versus. The shredded Mexican blend out of a bag yeah. with your shredded romaine or iceberg, even you know, with, with and it's like you go to so many different taco places, mm-hmm. and it's like redundant, like <laughs> seasoned ground beef. Maybe they have some ropa vieja or, or shredded beef or some interpretation thereof, and that's really it. You know, it's like you want chicken or beef. It's like really, that's it. I walk into a masa on a on a Taco Tuesday, and not only do they have all the traditional. Uh, you know, staples that are always on the menu, but then there's always these chefs. Isn't that great? Dailies. Like, this is our, these are the three, you know, special flavors of, you know, the week for Taco Tuesday. So, yeah, there's a lot of places that do a Taco Tuesday and they go, well, what's your, you know, what's the cheap taco? And they're like, well, right. listen, I, I, listen, I love the dollar taco places. Don't get me wrong. Sure. And I love the ground beef places. And, that's and there's great. a place in time. That's a place in time. 100%. For yeah. Tuesday, we wanted to do something different where we could give our chef who has a lot, it just, it, it, extreme amount of talent and mm-hmm. say listen get wild if you're feeling creative why don't we come up with creative influence and and she does she comes up with three four sometimes five and we're creating actually a bigger taco tuesday menu that will be consistent Ooh. but she's just the flavors and that's what a true sign of a chef for me is i'll walk into a place and you pick five items that i hate right like beets or radishes right. you know and somehow a chef can put it together and and the complexity of it and they go oh my gosh this is the best thing i've ever eaten right yeah that's what chef nicole does on these tacos on tuesday they could have some ingredients like oh, broccolini what are you sure and then you eat mm. it with this and that and the sauce and i'm like oh my god i love broccolini now and right. i normally hate broccoli but um <laughs> that's a really fun thing for tuesdays that we kind of can showcase along with some other things but it's fun. And that's what we found out uh, on Monday. We uh, headed to Masa for, for a uh, lunch, and we had a trio margarita sampler. The margarita sampler. Wow. Let me just tell you. Which <laughs> I, my my biggest takeaway yeah. from the margarita sampler, surprising enough, right. was the blue one, <laughs> which I did not expect to enjoy whatsoever. Know, right? With the rock candy, I was like, this is going to be so sweet and overwhelming, and it really wasn't, so I loved that. The Los and Pollos Hermanos. Yes, Did you catch the one. reference? Are you a Breaking Bad fan? Of course. Yes. <laughs> that was Love the it. Chicken Brothers on there. And yes. so the, the, the blue candy that goes in there was kind of like the blue meth. Oh. Must be the idea. Just I didn't watch Breaking Bad, so I don't get but that. But when you okay. do, right, you'll, you'll, no, you'll love it. It's, it's Re- rewind. I'm going to have to edit that out. We're not going to get taken. We're not going to get caught up on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then the top shelf, which is my favorite. The top, well, the top the shelf, top shelf yeah. is it's, it's hard to get away from. It's pretty amazing when you deal with fresh ingredients or fresh juice and, 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 and a premium tequila. <clears throat> all of a sudden, it just starts to go together really well. So, you know, we try not to skimp on quality. So um, that's maybe where some people might get away with like, oh, you're a little pricey. I'm like, well, we're fair. I promise you we're fair. Yeah, but, right. you know, you get what you're, you're having. I mean, it's a, it's a big amount and it's, it's, and, it's it, and it's craft. Yeah. You know, yeah, you could get the guy who has the pre-made. Like, hey, you want a pre-made? You know, yeah. and, they, and, and 
for a dollar or whatever they charge. <laughs> you know, two for five, three and for a, ten. And a massive know. headache the next day. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and rot yes. gut. Like, almost immediately, that's, you know, because some sour mix, not all sour mix is created equal, right? I mean, no. some of it's high fructose and yeah. instead of real sugar. We don't have A that. real margarita that's right. is a sweetened lime juice with, yes. with squeezes of lime mm-hmm. and simple syrup. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a little... Grand Marnier. You, oh, you guys yeah. don't even use a triple sec. It's a Grand Marnier, an yeah. orange liqueur, mm-hmm. and um, and a premium tequila. And that makes all the difference. Like, mm-hmm. it, like yeah, you could get that cheap drunk if that's what your ambition is. Mm-hmm. Or you'd have a really good sipping drink that, like, just gets more and more complex, like, you know, as, as the drink goes on. Mm-hmm. Just like a, a fine glass of wine. You know I mean? Yeah, you could have a box wine for cheap, but... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Get a big are, headache the next day. Is that really? Yes. Are you really expanding your palate with a five dollar bottle? You know, and and not to take away things because you know Trader Joe's and I know there's like some really good like two and three dollar bottles of wine, but I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like there, there's a big difference between those, uh, that that lower end product and like a good Bordeaux. You know, yeah. I mean, just so so when so when we we tasted that, um, the. Uh, um, Margarita Sampler. Mm-hmm. I was just really pleased because you included one of my favorites, which was the uh, jalapeno, the, the spicy margarita. Yeah. And I just, I mean, that, that's spice. like, that's just so, it's like you got heat and mm-hmm. the sweet. Oh, man. Yeah. Right I'm on glad time. I enjoyed that. That's fun. It's a, that was a good way to kind of showcase. Everybody wants to try a little bit of everything sometimes when they want to go in. And so that was a, that's a great way to do it on Mondays with yeah. the, the margarita Mondays and the samplers. And in addition to this, uh, the margarita sampler, you've done a sauce sampler, a salsa board. Yes. Which we got to indulge in, mm. which it is was so, really so I am like a condiment freak. Like I love sauces. <laughs> me too, me too. Except so, ketchup. Except ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, for me, it's like I could just literally make a day of yeah. that board because I mean, it's how many different, it's like 12, One, 15, two, three, six, something? 16, 16 four, I think. I, yeah. yeah, it was, I, I mean, wild. Like, yeah. yeah, there were 16 sauces, yes. a guacamole, a queso, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was it was just really, I mean, served with some nice, freshly, uh, uh, you know, you know, made tortillas. Mm-hmm. And that's a big difference, too. And you, and you yeah. guys, is it a flash fry or you guys actually like fry per order? Um, we well we both you know okay. it, it, you know people start rolling in you know yeah you gotta, get, get, you gotta get a little ahead of it but yeah right. we you know everything fresh I mean it's yeah. that's that's and you and you could tell you could tell between like a bagged tortilla mm-hmm. chip and yeah. something that's that was made in house yeah I mean texturally you know in and of itself you yeah. know when it comes out and they're like so crispy and light and beautiful so visually the presentation was really cool that's the, the, the long you. board is like a big cut, flat cutting board mm-hmm. just about like this size like i'm not i'm not even exaggerating no right? it's, it's, it's like the, the length of the table you're hoping they're watching this so they can see your hands yeah right <laughs> it was this <laughs> big <laughs> and uh and yeah and just having you know and of course they comes up with like a little cue card that's right like this little trio's this you know so we had some green sauces we had some red sauces yeah. you know it was like really yeah, they it was go really from fun. spice level almost. Yeah. yeah and um and, you know, so you're sitting there and you're just tasting all these things. And again, unless you try everything on the menu, because, you know, some of these sauces are exclusive to dishes. Yeah. And to, to just get them all and just like dip your chip and talk about it. Like, I don't know. We, we just had a great conversation just trying things. The original concept when we started, the idea was to we knew we wanted to have tacos. We knew we wanted to have street tacos. We knew we wanted to have people sharing because they were passionate about let's have a shareable type experience. And we were like, well, how do we get the menu in that way? One of the original ideas for the menu, and it didn't start this way, and don't ask me why, um, was we were going to have an authentic side that was going to be really creative and, and fun. And then we were going to have, for lack of a better word, like a gringo side, right? Like a, a side that was familiar, but still home ingredients, but something that mm. both sides could really get. And our original chef, super talented guy, um, he was like, listen, I, I, I like it, but I don't. And here's my vision and this and that. And I think that was probably one of our pitfalls is we probably gave a little bit too much rope to, to some avenues that we probably should have stayed steered onto what we're doing because mm. we're kind of doing that now. Even though it's not right. clearly identified as gringo and authentic, I think we've kind of got a meld of that. But we started out that way and we were trying mm. to have a lot of shareable items and then it just didn't quite connect. You know, I mean, right. it just wasn't quite there. And we, and we learned from our mistakes. And now getting to the menu where it is now, it's come back to full circle to say, hey, listen, we're, you know, they're, they're back there roasting tomatoes and jalapenos and mm. crushing them and blending. Those and, candied yeah. jalapenos. Oh, oh. Ca- oh I mean, and, well, and, and, cowboy candy. And, yeah, yes. and in addition <laughs> to that, the, the corn tortillas itself, the, mm-hmm. the blue corn tortillas. Yeah, I we mean, grind in-house. Yeah, you grind in-house, and I yeah. think you, you're importing that. 
Yeah, correct? We, yeah, we bring the blue corn in from Mexico, and we send it through a nixtamalization process, so to, to avoid a whole chemistry experience. We'll call it a cooking process, right? And then it has to, it has to soak for, for about a day, and we have to make sure we do the right par level, and then we send it through when it's the right consistency, send it through the molina or the grinding stones, and it's a great process. My business partner, it drives him crazy sometimes, but, you know, because he's sure. like, do we need to do this? Do we not need to? I'm like, we need to do it. It's like the life force of what we do. Yeah. When we do it right, when you get that thing right out of the molina, and it's hot, and you mm. press it, and you've got this torch, and you put it on there, and you have this like fresh bread, just mm, this like greatness to what you're doing. And you add a little salt, add the flavor of the meat on there. It's, it's perfection. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm not saying we have made it perfect every single time. I'm saying we're doing it the best we've ever done it now. But um, in the beginning, obviously, some inconsistency. But when it's done right, it's, mm-hmm. oh, man, it's killer. Yeah. It's killer. 100%. But yeah, the salsas. And then, you know, we have a what we refer to as a taco longboard and surfboard, obviously an homage to our community, right? Like, right. We, you know, we could call it like the taco shareboard. But, you know, <laughs> surfing and what we do on the Space Coast and, sure. the, and the surf coast. Um, so we created a shareable platter. So if people weren't exactly sure, well, we got six people or whatever. Let's get three of these tacos, four of these. Let's get a salsa mm-hmm. board. Let's just taste everything and try it. Right. And that's what's fun. So Yeah, it, it, it makes for a fun conversation, too. Yeah. You know, when you when you get around and everybody's, you know, enjoying these unique flavors. And, of course, someone's going to find their favorite. And, so, you know, <laughs> and it's just it, – it's, it's, um, it, it brings the experience you know, mm-hmm. full, like you said, full circle. So instead of everybody just having their own unique entree and, and be like, oh, that looks good, that looks good. You know, here we're actually enjoying something all together yeah. and and um, exercising our, our palates in, you know, in a variety of ways with each other. And, you know, complementing that with a good cocktail, um, good atmosphere. That, you know. Yeah, and great atmosphere, you know, too. Yeah, I mean. yeah, if you've never been, uh, the inside of the dining room is really cool. You know, a lot of, like, repurposed wood here and there and, and the Edison light bulbs. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's very cozy. It makes you feel, like, nice and warm and fuzzy, you yeah. know, because it's, it's it has that rustic feel. And so, um, you know, it just, it just uh, provides, like, a, just a really good um, ambiance, you know. You're, you. you just... Yeah, you feel really comfortable. You know, every time I go in there, it's like super relaxed. And of course, then there's the the patio if you want to dine al fresco outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a nice fire element out there. You know, and, uh, and actually, it's functional. You know, it keeps you warm yeah. on uh, cool nights. And uh, and I just know for like brunch, you know, you have the big screen TVs out there, so you could like go from a brunch right into the one o'clock game. Like you know, and <laughs> it's like really cool. And the brunch has started. Not not too long ago, it wasn't a, a part of the original concept. That's great. It, I mean, it's it's relatively new, and I think it's in its best iteration right now. We've come out with a a, a newer brunch menu with some some great items, and uh, and, and it's now we're doing bottomless mimosas, and uh, we do you know buckets and and fresh juices, and you've got your micheladas yes. and your bloody marys. So I mean, you, you really can have a great experience, and there's something for everybody there. So yeah, we we tried a bloody Maria. Mm. And uh, man, really good, really nice. good mix, good um, garnishes. You know, not over the top, yeah, but just, just, just right. You know, pinpointed, just you know, to to, to match that flavor profile that you guys uh, make with the mix and stuff like that. Was this last Monday? You're, no, this oh. was um, this was a couple uh, weeks ago. Oh, My wife cool. and I just went went over there just for a quick uh, bite. We ended up just deciding on nachos, and I got the bottomless. Um, uh, mimosa, nice. you know, and, and the girls were tentative. You know, I never had a, like a dry glass. I was really, that was really good because it's good because it's, you drink a lot. Because when you, well, when you, <laughs> they go down easy, Jillian. You know, not for nothing, They're but delicious. I'm thinking, you know, I could easily do three or four. Yeah. Maybe five if I'm feeling frisky, right? Yeah. And, uh, but it, 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 there's no such thing as a, a bottomless mimosa if it's dry for a certain period of time. It's like, well, is this really bottomless or, you know, um, you know, ideally they come around, you know, and, and, you know, before I take my last sip, I have a fresh one right yeah. there to, you know, and, um, and, and they were as close to that, you know, so it was a really good, good value. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and again, just being outside, you know, and you don't hear the, 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 you know, it's not like a, a noisy, yeah. you know, you're not right on the street, so you're not getting a whole lot of that traffic. You have, uh, the foliage, you know, if you've never been, again, I'm trying to paint the picture. Uh, they have some nice palms and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's not like you're being uh, voyeured, you know, from like the, the passing traffic. Like some places you see it outside and it's like, you know, you're like on display like a zoo animal. <laughs> and people are just like, what's, <laughs> what's that guy drinking? You know? And uh, and so for, for, for me, it's, you know, you're still like, it's kind of private, but you're outside enjoying fresh air. And, uh, and nice, cozy lounge chairs, just, uh, you know. Cool. That was the goal. Thank yeah. you. Good, good yeah. concept. We, we try to, we have the couches out there. We ha- also have tables, but we try to create a, a <clears throat> the, the 
the trees around it to, to shield you from the, a little bit to kind of create a cloister mm-hmm. and effect that you feel like maybe, I mean, I, I hear people say, oh, I don't even feel like I'm in Brevard. Like I right. feel like I'm in Miami. And so hopefully uh, we succeeded in that. So that's good. And then, and, and there's something about what, what is happening on O'Galley. And I've lived in any Harbor beach mm-hmm. here in Brevard County for about 10 years. And that whole quarter has become more and more, um, we're just we're just seeing a lot more thriving businesses. You know, Texas Roadhouse they they've just built a, a new concept yeah. down the street. That old building uh, became Mulligans, another concept that comes mm-hmm. that's kind of coming out from the Treasure Coast Stewart area. Yeah. Um, you guys uh, have been remodeled and rebuilt. Charlie and Jake's moved it from the the store that's from right. across the street to the other side of O'Galley, and then re like I mean, and then you guys just revitalized that building. Thank I didn't you. think it could be made into a whole lot of things, but then Masa showed up. And you guys made some additions and, and just yeah. made it like you you built that from the ground up, right? We we got it down to like the last two <clears> walls, <throat> and why why we kept the last two walls? I don't know. Maybe it was like something construction wise that were for some for whatever reason. You have to ask my business partner. Yeah. But, sure. So we but yeah. but but really, it's the same footprint. We kind of we can went a little bit. We we increased it a little bit, but right. yeah. I mean, it's almost a full almost a full teardown and build yeah. back up. It's so beautiful. so what's your opinion? Of yeah. the of where the that old galley quarter is, I mean, it's kind of like a hub of like newer concepts and just a good dining destination. It's cool. It's become like a almost a restaurant row, right. and you know now you've got the new brewery that's popped up down there, and so there's this. If you could almost find a way to just connect the thought process of over the bridge, right? So you got the right. EGAD and then float all the way over to Beachside, right. because there is a disconnect. People go, well, I'm going to go to the EGAD or I'm going to go over the bridge, but I'm not going to go over the bridge this way. Right. So <laughs> it's so funny like that. But um, I think it's, I think it's amazing for O'Galley. You know, it's, yeah. it's definitely very vibrant and, and. Yeah. And there's some, there's some new things coming on fifth Ave, but fifth Ave has its limitations. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of those stores like right there on the road, Yeah. you know? And so even though you have places like, uh, Scott's and Island's Fish Grill and a few other places. We got the new concept that the Jean's uh, getting ready to, to launch here oh, soon. Yeah, cool. And you have the the Publix Boutique place just around the corner mm-hmm. um, from from uh, Fifth Ave, which is going to be a, a new concept. It's like a, a new Publix kind of boutique uh, shopping experience that's cool. that's coming yeah, up. Yeah, so excited. It's, it's, <laughs> that's what we need is another Publix. Yeah, it's supposed to be a fancy Publix, though. Yes, like it'll, be a, it'll be a more one. expensive it's Publix. Gonna, it, it's <laughs> going to be the, It's like Publix, right. but with with um, with uh, whole uh, whole foods prices. That's right. right. Well, well you've got to think that whoever is putting these massive money into these projects, they right. obviously see that there's a massive amount of growth that's coming or that is already here that it's going to be sustained. Right. So that's kind of exciting. So do you feel there's... Are we playing catch up with trying to meet the demands of the population or or you think we're just kind of keeping up? Great question. I don't know if I've lived here long enough to really answer that question. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been here about six years full on living here and um, I've seen tremendous growth. But, you know, when when I first got here, it seemed that the restaurant scene, there were some some nice restaurants and then there was just places that have been around for a long time. Right. And nobody was doing, at least from what I saw, and I, I don't mean to sound area, it's just my perception, but right. nobody was putting the money into places like Bunkies like we were doing. We wanted to revamp it and elevate it. Nobody mm-hmm. was putting the money into places like Charlie and Jake's. Charlie and Jake's was like a barbecue shack and did very, very well. Right. And But we wanted to, it was time. It had to modernize. It has to change with the times, I think. And then all of a sudden it started to seem like people were really taking it seriously. And there's places like Papa Gallo's that were pumping money into what they're doing right. and they're doing a great project. And now you've got new doubles and now you've got, right. so a lot of these yeah. 30, 40 year old brands really, and I'm not saying, please don't take this wrong. I'm not the trendsetter, but right. it's nice to see that like, if we're passionate about the restaurant business, that these other small businesses are doing it and they're elevating the, uh, the space coast. Well, they're in, in, they're investing in themselves. Yeah. Like doubles. They built a whole new concept, a mm-hmm. whole new store. Yeah. Whereas before they were just, you know, living in, in places that were existing. So to c- conceptualize, okay, this is going to be the menu. This is going to be the decor. This is going to be, you know, the ambiance and that vibe that we're trying to create, but we're also going to do a build out. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's a big investment. It's a cool build out too. Have you seen yeah. it? It's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. It's great. Yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> Don't be jealous. <laughs> Just find her architect and like, yeah. build me one. Build, build another so, building. So, so what's your background? So you, I mean, you've been here for about six years, you just yeah. said. And yeah. um, were you in restaurants prior to yeah. coming here? Yeah, or? when I was I, I, when I was 15. I've done everything from washing dishes all the way to the front of house. I'm more of a front of house guy, I would say. I love back of house, but you don't want me back there. You, you, <laughs> I mean, I could drop some fries, and but, you know, I can expo, but the chef is going to push me out of the way. 
But um, yeah, I mean, when I was when I was in high school and, and into college, uh, I want to say my very first job was Applebee's. I did a little stint with Applebee's because that was a really up and coming brand in the '90s, and my parents went there, and that's mm. was kind of cool back then. I may not be super cool now, but um, <laughs> but you know, I got a lot of corporate training there. And then when I moved on, I was like, listen, if I'm going to work in this hospitality industry, I want to work for the best. I want to work for like Ritz Carlton or things like that. Sure. And um, I went to school right around near Virginia Tech in Roanoke. Uh, Virginia, and I worked for a restaurant group that had a fine dining uh, steakhouse and a big restaurant bar. And so I, I, I kind of did that and worked my way up into management and was a GM for a long time. And then I got a great opportunity to work with the Roos Chris Steakhouse Company in Charlotte, North Carolina. And that's where I got my fine dining background, uh, even more so in corporate training and learned and worked with some great, great people in the, in the Charlotte area. Um, I was offered a position to go back to Roanoke to become a director of operations. And I ran six places that I originally worked for in college. And then um, just by chance, and I'll spare you a long story, but my best friend and now business partner called me and said, listen, we got to do restaurants. we got to do something. And we looked mm. at all sorts of different things. We worked on projects like in, uh, on the, in the Gulf Coast. We looked at stuff in California. And everything kept falling through. And then he finally called me one day. Just went, He went totally rogue. And he was like, hey, I bought, a, I bought a barbecue place in Melbourne, Florida. And I said, uh, I don't where's what, Melbourne, hold on, Florida? Let me, let me, <laughs> Siri, where's Melbourne, Florida? <laughs> and... Um, and his, I think he had a little bit of connection. He had some family down in Vero and things like that. So he said, listen, I found this place. I was like, I can't, you know, it's a small place. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm running, you know, like $20 million up here. I can't, I can't come down to Charlie and Jake's. So he bought Charlie and Jake's and, it, and I would help. And, and he did a great job in the first few years. And then he calls me up a couple years later. He said, what are you doing? What are you working on? You know, let, let's do this. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, he goes, I found this place. It's called Bunkies. And I was like what is a bunkie? <laughs> so I came down and he's like, you got to see this place. It's amazing. So I came and you know, all the times I came down to visit Charlie Jakes, I, I didn't know about this place bunkies. And he's like, you got to understand this community. It's so great. And he was really selling it hard. And we pull into this plaza. And if you're, I'm from new England originally. And I was like, there's no really places in a plaza. Like, but that's a big Florida thing. Like there's yes, some these beautiful yes. hidden gems. Mm-hmm. You can't go by the exterior sometimes, but he pulled in and the, 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 the windows were blacked out. And I was like, is this a strip joint or what is, what is this? <laughs> and we went and had incredible food and, and it, you know, it was a place that needed needed some love, and mm-hmm. it was a great timing because the, the those were the third owners of Bunkies, and they were looking to just kind of get out and do their thing. Um, and we kind of took over. And at first, we were like, "Well, we can't change anything," and then we we're like, "God, oh, we have to change a lot of stuff." We went back to the original owners, and we're like, "Hey, what's the genesis of Bunkies, and what's it about?" So we got back to the the core oysters and. We knew where we wanted to be with the menu, and so we had to inch it slowly. And so we had a lot of success with that, with mm-hmm. just slowly working with the community and bringing in fresh food and, and good quality service. If you take care of your guests, you take care of your employees, and you take care of your food products, it's almost the trifecta for a big win. So right. if you're trying to get in the restaurant business, there you go. There's the <laughs> key to success. Don't try to get in the restaurant business. <laughs> but, yeah, so I did that, and, um, you know, I moved down here. We took a leap of faith, and, and we've been, uh, knock on wood, pretty successful. And when the opportunity came to move to Charlie and Jake's, we did that and expand the menu because we knew the food was fantastic and right. we wanted to expand a brisket and do some really cool burgers and wagyu burgers and so oh, we yeah. did that um and so that left us a spot for masa and we were like well what do, you know what do we want to do and you know you know what's what are we you know what is the area ready for and we're like gosh we, we love to do mexican we we just have so much passion for it and there's passion for tacos and mm-hmm. how do we make it happen so we started drawing it up and that's where we're here today and talking here we about are, yes. talking about tacos. Yes. So taco, taco. I'm trying to find a pun there, but it's not happening. Talking tacos. Talking tacos. Um, so and we do other things besides tacos. Yes, yes. which is kind of cool. Do. Which is kind of cool. And you know, touching on you said the nachos, and I got to say for yeah. anybody who might think like, oh, it's a little pricier than normal, mm-hmm. the nachos are the best deal on the menu. I mean, I that it's Shh, massive. Don't tell them. Don't tell them. Massive, <laughs> and the fajitas too. Like, right. like uh, my two children and I, we can make probably three meals a piece out of yeah. one of the fajitas. They're yeah. insane. The first time I ordered them to go, they came out in a like a half hotel pan, like a foil mm, pan. I was like, so what did <laughs> I order? I think I turned my phone off. My business partner would be like, I told you they're too big. Uh, <laughs> they're not know, too big. Keep them the way they listen, are. Listen, we want to have a fair value. And we, you know, sometimes there's some things that you have to, I mean, perception is what it is. Like if you get this voluminous thing, you go, wow, it's amazing. You know, it's, you eat with your eyes too. So there's 100%. some things that, I mean, the nachos are killer. They're awesome. Yeah. And the feed is too. Yeah. 
and and again, if, you know, if you want to eat out of a of a plastic basket and a and a, and a piece of wax paper and, yeah. and be served like that, or like well, like with your presentation with the with the uh, the metal trays, thank you, and um and and the little bit of uh, a paper. It's a, it almost reminds me of like butcher a paper, yeah. like a butcher paper, yeah. Uh-huh. And um and it's just a really cool presentation. So if you if you haven't seen it, and again, and, and is that worth the markup? Yes. Sometimes it is, you know, yeah. maybe eating with uh, real utensils and not plastic or, or you know, some other uh, derivative of, of, a, of a cheaper utensil. Sometimes that makes a difference uh-huh. or just not even sitting down with, you know, it, it's just all finger food and, and they have no in- intention of giving you silverware, you know. And uh, and so, yeah, there's there's just that level of service. Yeah. And again, the quality you could, so, you know, not all kitchens have chefs. Yeah. Just a reminder. So when you do go to a restaurant with a chef who is back there digitally preparing things mm-hmm. per order, not just schlepping, you know, food out just to, you Cutting know. Cutting it out of a bag. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Pouring it in the, the if, I think I think. Pierce bag, microwave for five yes. minutes on high. Yeah, if, if people only knew some of the shortcuts that some restaurants took. Yeah. So yeah. can we talk a little bit about Chef Nicole? I would love to. Because I love her, yeah. first of she's all. Awesome. And I we think she's so incredibly talented. I know. Um, you know, it seems like she's brought a really different dynamic in as mm-hmm. far as the conceptually. I think yeah. the food has become a little bit more chefy, if you will. Yeah. I mean, like the craft tacos, for instance, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so she, can you give us a little bit of background about her and what, you know, brought her to you all? She uh, came on to us by accident, really. And uh, what I will have to say is that what's been fun about this project is that every chef that we've had, and I, and I think there's a stigma about, People will say, well, oh gosh, there has to be one chef and it has to be that chef. And then once they lose mm-hmm. that chef, it's all over. Masa is a is a wonderful evolution of, uh, listen, I have a love-hate relationship with chefs as an owner, right? Like, <laughs> right. I, I want them to be creative and fun, but I want them to watch, you know, cost control. I want them to watch their inventory. But, um, you know, every chef that we've had has left a wonderful positive footprint onto how we keep building and building our success. And it's really great. So ne- you really can't take away from anyone that's worked for us in the past. They've done a really great job. Nicole came in, um, and I think we hired her at the same time as another chef, and, and he did he did okay, but really Nicole kind of shined. Like, she just came up, and um, she's amazing. Her background is uh, working with fresh ingredients, super creative. When I talk about that chef that takes those ingredients that you hate mm-hmm. and makes them something incredible, that's her. Mm-hmm. And uh, just absolutely incredible. And I think any restaurant's a big job. Taking Moss's kitchen and saying, hey, listen, here's where we have problems. Here's where we have successes. Here's where we want to be. Where's your vision? Can we collaborate? What do you want? And she said, I got this. I got it. I'm taking it. I'm going for it. And you can tell that from the food. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not, I would say, she's not the person that wants to probably be on this podcast and like probably want to, you know, probably wants to be like on the TV show. I'm sure she'd do sure. it. But I think she's <laughs> like, oh, why don't you go do that? Or, you know, but she should really be at the forefront. She should. I mean, what she is doing is absolutely amazing. And the way she, she can't do it alone. She's got right. some fantastic help that she trains and develops. And uh, it, it, she's pretty impressive, I'd have mm-hmm. to say. Don't anybody else try to steal her away from me. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, uh, while we were there, you know, in our experience, we yeah. were greeted by the chef. We were greeted by other kitchen uh, staff. Cool. Pretty much every server came by and asked us how we were enjoying things, if, if we need anything. Wow. I never have to ask for a refill of my drink. Okay. Um, no, I mean, we were very well You actually care. had to ask for no more refills of your drink. You were like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, like, I'm good, break. actually. Thank Stop you, which is mimosas. wonderful. <laughs> more, more, no, down, no, never turn down a mimosa. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think overall, and I think it's also really cool to have a dynamic young female kind of helming the kitchen you know yeah. i think it's easy especially in our small community right. i mean you know i mean you've been here for long enough i think mm-hmm. to where you see that there are you see the same faces kind of pop up here mm-hmm. and there and right. you know and it's easy to kind of fall into that and to say oh well okay you're a 20 something your old female, like mm-hmm. it's maybe not as enticing as, you know, a 40 something dude who's been, you know, who's been chefing for, you know, yeah. however many years. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that that is kind of special also, you know, to give a young person a shot and let yeah. them be creative and let them and let them shine. It, Absolutely. Moss is very me too right now. I mean, we have a female head chef, which is amazing. And we have a female GM right now and we have a female um, assistant manager and a female head bartender and they're I mean I don't know if I really planned it that way but I mean mm-hmm. it's it's amazing to see such 
a creative blend of a mix there, which it normally, and I would say in all, I mean, I've done about 15 or 16 different <clears throat> restaurants, I would say has been male dominated yeah. in the past. Yeah, right. for sure. It's a male dominated industry. So, it always has been. I like having the female touch. It's, I do It's too. working out really well. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, and, and having female vibe in the kitchen, because, you know, we all know how hot headed some guys, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then they get the temper. Yeah. But, you know, I've worked with a lot of really talented uh, female kitchen staff and they always seem to kind of bring like some sanity yeah, to that environment for sure because in the heat of like a rush you know and, and you're just looking at tickets forever it's you know sometimes you need a little estrogen just like guys we're gonna we're gonna do yeah. this like relax you know just bring it down a little bit you know and just offer a little bit of sense and comforting you know to that environment because otherwise you know you I mean you're, you're cooking with fire you're sweating you got the heavy <laughs> chef coat like it's not comfortable right you know and i've worked enough kitchens to realize that i'm like okay this sucks yeah. like yeah and um and so, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's kind of refreshing to have that, just that motherly influence. Sometimes you just need, like, you know, just that that firm motherly. Hey, let's relax. Okay? And she's chill. Yeah. I mean, what's really great about Nicole is that she's she's actually. Re- I mean, as as <clears throat> pressure cooker as it gets, right. you know, if anybody else yelling, she's like, "All right, relax. Here, here's your food." You know, at the end of the day, we're serving food. Right. So yeah. Everybody would just relax. Right. <laughs> you know. And I think that, and I think that's a dynamic <clears throat> shift in. Uh, restaurants around the globe at this point you know mm. the the old school flip the plate chef is not Ugh. as accepted you can't keep people to work for you anymore I mean yeah, you look right. you look at the you know you look at the Michelin rated chefs that we all idolize right like Eric repair and that kind yeah. of thing I mean he has a quiet kitchen yeah. you know you, you'll never see that guy you know throw a pan across the no. floor and and I've worked for chefs who have I mean I watched my old chef throw a, a steak at the cook because it <laughs> came out three times overdone you know like the trash can you yeah, know set yeah. everything on fire um i just don't think that that <laughs> that that really works it's anymore not, it's not conducive it puts everybody on edge yeah. and uh no i mean I, and, I, and i do respect those kitchens and i've worked i've worked with chefs who run that kitchen yeah. like you only speak unless it's a direction yeah. or an uh or you're affirming a direction mm-hmm. you know uh time on on the lobster chef or you know or the chef may go to the sioux you know um uh ETA on, on, on that filet. And it's like, two minutes, chef. Like, very respectful, very short, not a lot of cross-chatter. It's yeah. just very deliberate. <laughs> and so if you, if you can – I mean, it's, it's almost like radio discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know if, you, if you use, like, a CB or anything else, you're like, you're not making, like, long conversation. <laughs> it's like 10-4, over now. Roger that. Copy. You know, it's like real, real just deliberate conversations. Yeah. You're not just on there like, hey, so uh, last <laughs> night I had a date. You know, you're just – you, you got to be deliberate. And I think in the kitchen, if you have that culture mm-hmm. of it's just very straightforward, like nothing goes to waste. Yeah. No, nobody's losing focus. Nobody's having cross chatter. Nobody's, you know, again, being distracted. So you're going to see those those food costs come down because there are no overcooked steaks. There are no well done uh, pastas or, you know, things getting mixed because things do get missed. Oh, yeah. You know, if you got, you know, drop a fryer and drop pasta on this and you got a steak over here and something's in the oven, something's going to be neglected if you're not 100 percent there and you're focused. Right. And um, and so to, to always put out a good product, you know, I, th- I think that's a, a good way to run a kitchen anyway. So nice. off that tangent, I just want to remind everybody, <laughs> if you are watching live, um, we do take questions and we got about 17 minutes re- remaining. In the hour, nice. it goes by, right? It does go by. Yeah, yeah you were like, worried. Yeah. How, no, how long no. do I have to talk? I didn't think it was that interesting. So, but well, it's, it's Moss is interesting. No, it, it, it's it's fantastic, and we're we're gonna get more to um, your liquor program because I I find that um, those are two like, of the two concepts. Yeah, uh, Charlie and Jake's Massa. Um, bunkies. You're right in bunkies, but yeah. I I didn't see a, a big liquor program there. And what I mean by that is Charlie and Jake's is like bourbon. Yeah. Like focus, like they have right, some really yeah. good choice bottles of bourbon. Yeah, you know, so you have you 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 deliberately made that a, like a bourbon concept. Correct. You got these shadow, uh, where they got shadow boxes. Mm-hmm. You know, with with the different bottles of bourbon. It's like you know, it's like a, it's a is this a museum of bourbon? <laughs> and <laughs> it's like, you know, but again, good old fashioned, good old you know, Manhattans are just straight up, you know, um, in a snifter. I mean, you guys have some real premium stuff. Thanks. You did that mm-hmm. almost identically. With the with the tequeria, which is like a tequila yes. kind of you know uh, bar, and and when you build a tequila bar, you know even if you don't like Mexican food in general, but if you love a good margarita, mm-hmm. well guess what? I mean you could get pretty much 
any kind of tequila you ever wanted. There are tequilas that I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, I drink out of a golf club, you know, that golf club tequila, oh, yeah. just because it's so, <laughs> you know, there's a pistol tequila, there's a this tequila. I mean, there's How many do you have? Do you know? I think we're up to about 207. It's What's eight? the most It's a huge variety. Which one is like? We have a Clasa Azul. If you look at the center of the bar and you go all the way up at the top, <laughs> they look like big pepper grinders right. is what it looks like. But there's an Ultra Añejo that's it's aged over five or six years, and it's about 200 to 10 for a one-ounce shot. So it's like the Louis Jeez. Trey of tequila. Yeah. And I've been fortunate enough to have some and very lucky to have some. And right. let me tell you something, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. It's smooth. It's, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's like why Ferraris are priced like Ferraris. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like right. you get up that high, you're like, really, is it that good? Um, it's, it's unbelievable tequila. Right. And I mean, you got to be a tequila fan. You got to be a tequila. I, I wouldn't pour anybody a Louis just because they could afford it. It's like, right. do you like cognac? Yeah. Do you, you know, would you like to, to try something special? I, you know, you've, I've been serving you VSOP all night, <laughs> but maybe you know we could elevate your palate. You yeah. know, you really, you know. And so I would, I would just push it just to upsell. Yeah. But if you, if you see a guy, you, you know, maybe he's he wants a flight of tequila. It's like, well, what'd you think of those? Well, this one's got this note, and this one's got. I, I felt some vanilla and some caramel over here, and and he's actually like exploring his palate it's like you want to just be adventurous today you know and that's i think the opportunity uh to to give somebody you know and 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 give somebody an experience that they normally wouldn't find i i like tequila but i not i never seen such a variety that you you know that you guys have thanks yeah i mean we were we were trying to really have a wide variety of of everything that was out there that we could get our mm-hmm. hands on and mezcals and and the smoky flavors that they bring yes and, um and and we're really just hitting the tip of the iceberg with our tequila flight. So you can get a flight of tequilas, you know, you can get the, uh, a silver, a repo, an añejo, and then it comes with a sangrita, which is kind of a tomato, citrus, onion kind of pellet cleanser. So you can kind of go back and forth and taste those and, and, and enjoy those just like a margarita sampler. So I did not know that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They come with this really cool oh, so flight board and like we do a Casamigos one, which Casamigos is uh, George Clooney's or the one he mm-hmm. sold for like a billion dollars, oh a billion with a B to Diageo. And you can get a silver repo añejo and taste the difference between them. And there's some lime and salt and you can get, you know, all different things, but it's, Mm. it's exciting it's it's a good time to if you're feeling adventurous like you were talking about before come in and let it let us guide you a little bit if you you know you know we'll you know get or if you want you know say hey listen i have a budget today i don't spend 50 bucks well let's Mm -hmm. get you into the right things where you want to try some different things right yeah because you know i've been to uh abc's and i've been to Mm -hmm. other places and total total wine even and even though they have some really cool comprehensive you know uh selections there are things that are hard to find on yours. And I know you're, yeah. you must be sourcing from multiple distributors. Oh, yeah, tons. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, when we do run out of something, it's hard to <clears throat> always get that one thing back sure. in because it is it could be rare or hard to get. But, yeah, and I think that's, I think that's something that's uh, competitive among all small business restaurants. Like, right. you're trying to have, like, maybe a different wine or the best wine. And, um, you know, that's kind of our thing. Like, who's the quickest that can have that item? Mm. And if it is super expensive, it's probably not going to get ordered often. But like you said, there's mm. going to be that business person that comes in that's had it. Oh, you got to try this. Or, right. hey, let's do it. So let's have it available. So it makes it special to Brevard and what we do. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just pleased because, um, again, it reminds me of like something that you could only find in a big city yeah. that has those resources, that has that distributorship where you could find that you know, that, that small batch tequila that's maybe made every two years. Maybe mm-hmm. they harvest their agave, you know, only so often. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe uh, they only have three or four barrels at a time, you know, because mm-hmm. it's, it's, like it's, it's like a village, you know, co-op, whatever. And most people don't see the light. Of, you know, those bottles won't see, you know, even come across the border. You know, mm-hmm. some of them may just stay in that, that, that region and with those families. But for you to, to get it and be like, this is like 200-year-old tradition. Yeah. Well, you know, from this very exclusive place. So when you could bring those experiences and, and bring things that, again, unless you travel, yeah. you know, uh, to, to Mexico and, and, and find these small distilleries, you're not going to be exposed to that. No. Uh, I, I, we try to we try to really extend outside of and, – and, and we have great people and purveyors <clears throat> that find different things for us that we can bring in. So it's, mm-hmm. it's super helpful. And we learn along the way, so which is nice. But Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Like, I'm definitely of that mindset. I'm like, oh, there's only, there's only two cases of yeah. this? Okay, I'll take I'll it. Take it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, have, I'll have all that. Thank yeah. you. But then I can call Jillian and be like, I'm the only one with this with two cases. Yeah, and, then, <laughs> and that's what I do, quite honestly. That's what I do. Like, with my friends who are in other establishments, I'll be like, oh – 
Did you hear about Just, this? Oh, you can't have it. Oh, sorry. I it all. Yeah, it's going sorry. down. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we, 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 tequila, obviously the main focus for Ma. So we, obviously we wanted to be barbecue, craft beers, and bourbon whiskeys over there. Right. And then where we're trying to catch up with, since we're across the street from the beach, Bunkies is going to have a great rum program. It's starting to get there, but that's going to come back. And I think if you do the trifecta there, right, right. we should build eventually like a drinking passport almost, right? Go to Mexico, it, yeah. go to do the Kentucky Trail of Charlie and Jake's, and then go over and do some fantastic rums at Bunkies. And that would be and get a t-shirt. brilliant. See? Because I would do that. There you go. I, I mean, those are probably my three favorite liquors or, or rum yeah. tequila well and, and i think i think a rum program you know when you're talking about getting into like tiki style stuff mm. and and that kind of thing fits perfectly at bunkies yeah. like that's what you they're want fun. you yeah. know when they're you're fun. going into oysters or or bubbly yeah yeah well you know having a raw bar um you know you, you, lots of disclosures <laughs> <laughs> eating unprepared shellfish um so but you're right there across the street from the beach, like you said, paradise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And paradise will remain paradise. That's right. So you're always going to have like the potential traffic, you know, to, to, that'll make their way over to the, the plaza. Cause you're not the only establishment there. They have a choice. You could, you, you could virtually do a, a, a pub crawl between Tai Tai, Ichabod's, Monkey yep. Bar, your guys. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, there's like four, so good. you know, and, and where else can you do like a plaza where you go to like multiple bars and, and, and try different things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so heightening that experience, you know, for that portion of the Atlantic right there, I think is, um, I think it's just, you know, time well served. You know, you're, yeah. you're like, I think people have embraced a new location because I remember where, you know, it was that back in Satellite. That's right. And, um, and, but that new location, even though it doesn't have like that, that outside area, you guys kind of brought the outside in. You have aquariums. Yeah. You have a beautiful round bar. You have all the, you know, all yeah, the TV the, screens. Yeah, the build-out was great in there. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, so it, it's like you really harnessed you know that that raw bar style you know i mean i feel like i'm in a a new england clam house you know it's important to us when we wanted to get back to the to the genesis of the of of what they were doing it was about a fresh seafood house right you think whites on blues and Mm -hmm. in in that in that setting so that's where we try to take the menu that's where we tried to evolve the the inside so and we Mm -hmm. like i said we had to inch it we couldn't change it overnight but those slowly progressions and all of a sudden people go wow okay i feel it now and that's Mm -hmm. important to me you have to feel the restaurant when you when you get in there it's not just tasting it's it's like oh this feels good right. it's music it's the it's the lighting it's really all of it's really important mm-hmm. so when it's done right it's done right and remind me what, what kind of uh, variety of oysters are you guys offering now there? oh my gosh right now we have four or five different ones we always keep a golf um that's in rotation and those will fluctuate in Apalachicola. Yeah, yeah yeah usually and then we uh try to get anywhere somewhere in the blue point area right so um and then we we'll, can go all the way up to Prince Edward Island up into Nova Scotia, and right. usually we try to have a West Coast, like a, in somewhere in British Columbia. So we've been doing like the Fanny Bays and and something out of there. So usually have a nice variety of, mm-hmm. of whatever's available. So always yeah. fresh. I mean, they're coming in daily. And I'm an and you know it's I'm an oyster snob, and it's hard to go from cold water oysters and then come to a place where you can only get Gulf. Like when I moved here, I was like, there's just Gulf oysters mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, and. Um, you know, and Kumamoto's remained always mm. my favorite until wow. I had the Wildcat Coves. Oh, the Wildcat Coves are at really Bunkies. good. And the Wildcat Coves are now, my, so my daughter, she was probably five at the time um, when I had them the first time. And she's like, she loves oysters. Mm. And she's like, oh. And she had one of mine. And she's like, oh, can I have the rest of yours? And I was like, not for $30 <laughs> yeah. a dozen you won't. <laughs> you will have the Gulf oysters, young lady. It's a premium item. Yeah, it's no, it was, no, they were fantastic. Yeah. I'm just not going to let a five-year-old chow down on them. But, right. I, because I'm not going to share, pretty much. <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, so, like, that's super fun. Yeah. Like, so you've got the you've got the fresh seafood concept, you've yeah. got the barbecue concept, and then we have our our little masa concept yeah. here. And um, another thing that I thought was super cool about our trip there was the um, the taco board, yes, which was they were but they were miniature tacos, yeah. very very small. I never seen a tortilla. That it small. was the cu- <laughs> I mean, like aside from just the absolute cuteness of it, right. like it's great. I mean, it was really awesome to be able to get through a few different things and not be like completely overwhelmed. So something that isn't on the menu, but we do it for cocktail parties. We do it for people that are like booking the outside or big, big groups. And they're like, well, we don't know what we're gonna get. I don't know if people are gonna be drinking. They just give us a little bit of budget. We'll say, why don't we send out the mini taco board? And those are the, they're about like a silver dollar size. Yeah. And you put a little bit of meat on it. So it's about a one ounce or two ounce bite, right. but you get the full effect. You get the full flavors of mm-hmm. all of it, the tortilla, the meat, the the, the cheese on top. Right. And 
you don't have to get full on eating one bigger street taco or six inch taco. So right. you can get to, oh, I'm going to have the chicken one. Okay, now I'm going to have the beef one. Now I'm going to have, you know, the carnitas. And mm-hmm. so you, you, you really can get a full gamut of what we do by doing that. And what was fun is, you know, they, they were served in pairs. So you and your dining companion mm-hmm. can both like enjoy, you know, the same yeah. one at the same time instead of, well, you're going to choose yours. I'm going to choose mine and we're not going to share. And, you know, yeah. and here, here we're able to actually not only discuss and, and share the same bites together, yeah. you know, so it's just one of those things. It's, it's, it's experience. Yeah. And I think dining is not just food, it's experience. Like yes. what did you learn? What, mm-hmm. you know, what, what things were you introduced to? What, what things were you exposed to for the first time? Yeah. Uh, did you have a conversation with the chef? Did you, you know, kind of get a gist of the concept and, and, and what their mission and, and, their, and their duties and, and, and their intention of that dish? Yeah. Like what was, like how was that inspired? Mm-hmm. When you have that experience, I think that's that's where dining, that's like the last frontier with dining is to have that full experience because it's just, just not eating. Of yeah. course, we all have to eat like, you know, two or three meals a day. But, are, you know, some are just not thought. Like some are just, you know, you just service your, your mouth just because, you know, just because you have to, you know, sustain your energy. But then there's sometimes one of those meals every day should be something with like intention yeah. or, you know, w- w- with an experience, with an ambiance where you feel like I am now in the moment mm-hmm. enjoying something that was, you know, prepared just for me. And I'm in this nice, comfortable place and, you know, surrounded by drinks and, and, and company. And you, again, a meal should have those elements, I think. Yeah, I mean the the pressure is high right now. It's a it's a weird time to be almost twenty twenty in restaurants. I mean, mm-hmm. people are a little bit more disconnected. They're more on their phones. Right. They're they're not used to maybe they're used to maybe running through the drive through or right. you know putting their pub sub in and picking it up real quick. <laughs> so when they go sit down and they finally disconnect and they go, okay, what am I what am I getting into here? And they're spending their hard earned money and it right. might be in a place that might be a little bit elevated in price. They have a big expectation. I think more so than it was in the 90s and then the more No, that's, that's, that's yeah, valid. Big, so you, now you have to figure out what is every guest's exceptional service experience and they get 1% higher than that. Like you, right. That's our goal. Like You have got to really get in tune. And knowing that the food is dialed in and then you got to get match it with the service, I think it's it's great. But yeah, I mean, our goal is you take that one bite, whether it's small or big, whatever it is, they go, Mm. Oh my God, this mm. is great. That's, yeah. you know, if, if I'm not getting that, like I'll, I'll be lurking over in the corner watching people mm-hmm. take their first bite. I'm like, oh, what are they doing over I there? The and, then, and then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know, was it success or not? And then, right. of course, you just get some people that are like, yeah, everything's fine. Leave me alone. But, <laughs> right. but you know, other people are like, oh my gosh, this is so great. And I'm like, yes, we did it. So, but. Brilliant. Um, hey, real quick, yes. I think it might be important that. Um, it was something that my business partner maybe wanted if we had a chance to talk about it. But one of the biggest mm. things that people talk about at Masa is that we charge for chips and salsa. It is a hot topic. That's a great. That's a yeah. You know topic. what? That's awesome. I wanted to bring. Oh, that now up now too, we're bringing so the controversy yeah. at the end of the show. We got, I like we it. it. I like but, it. Um, but you know, one of the things was when we first opened, and among the many mistakes, and I'll, I'll never admit that we're perfect in what we're doing, but we are trying. We do it for the community right. out there. I swear. Um, one of the things that we did was we knew we were going to charge for chips and salsa. We will charge for our salsa, and we were going to be premium. We're living in a day and age where I'm telling you this in, in our lifetimes, so you're going to be in places where they charge for water. I mean, it's just yeah. right. we pay for stuff, we put it out there, and some people will say, well, just you know, raise your pricing and you know, charge for that. And the, well, a lot of people aren't eating carbs, and people don't want the chips. So you know, if you want them, there they are. And we have a thing where we charge. I think it's five dollars for our homemade salsa. Your good chips, right. and you can get as many chips as you want. I mean, that's kind of the secret, right? Yeah, it's bottomless I mean, chips. Yeah, maybe with like a little bit of limitation. But you know, when we right. first open, we have a marquee outside. Yes. And I was like, I kept asking my business partner for a month out. I said, like, we're going to charge ourselves. We're, you know, this is, this is going to be a hot topic. You, right. And he kept blowing me off. He's like, I don't know. And I was like, how are we going to do this? So the day of, like the day before it's to open, I don't know if you guys remember Oh, this. yeah, I remember that. Oh, you remember that? I okay. remember I had my finger so, on the pulse. So, we, so we, he's like, I was like, what, what, should we put it on the marquee? He's like, yeah, that's a good idea. I was like, what should we say? So how about, before you ask, uh, we charge for chips and salsa. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, fine. And it was literally that lighthearted and this and that. So we put it up there. And yeah. oh, Oh yeah, the wrath, the wrath. Controversy on the space coast, dude. People lost their minds. Jerks, you way to welcome people to the community. Yeah, blah blah. And yeah, real Mexican places have free chips. How you was like? How you gonna get customers now? And you know, Texas Roadhouse, God bless them. They put like a sign out and said, "We don't charge for our peanuts and bread." And I'm like, "Oh my God, this is crazy. This is not how I want to start." However, it was an interesting. It should be studied. Well, everybody talked about you. It was. I mean, it went viral. I mean, it was went viral everywhere and people are talking about and here's the other thing and I don't you guys have opened restaurants before 
the the amount of pressure that comes in on restaurants when they first open, right. you get a good mixture of people that are really excited and a good picture of people that come in, they sit down, look at your menu, and they walk out. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you experienced that? And then it's just so deflating to servers that you've been training for a month in the kitchen that's been working hard. Mm-hmm. It was almost like we maybe might have alienated a little bit of those people. I'm not saying that's okay, but right. they almost knew the ex- expectation. That's the place that charges for chips and salsa. I'm not sure that I want to be that place, but... Right. That's not what we were trying to say. So maybe I have a little bit of an apology of, hey, this we didn't mean to offend anybody. <laughs> it, was, it was totally a lighthearted moment, but it was a way if for us gotta, to get ahead yeah, of, yeah. hey, expectations. And well, and that's that. true because then you have, you know, then you do have that where people are coming in and sitting down and be like, oh, no, we're not going to do this. Right, exactly. How dare you? Yes. I can't believe you. you. And, and, and sometimes you don't need that clientele. Yeah, I know. You know, because I know some people, you know, will sit at a bar and they'll sip on a beer and they'll get yes. full. On chips and salsa. That's right. Like, well, right. like that'll, that'll yeah. be their meal. Yeah. You know, and so there's places like that, plenty of them, that'll give you all the chips and salsa mm-hmm. or like, you know, a, a bread program. You know, I mean, you know, you, you have Olive Garden that'll give you all this, you know, salad and breadsticks you could eat. You got it you know, in other places with, with um, you know, uh, not to mention any names, but, you know, they, they have that traditional bread program. Right. But like you said, people's diets and expectations of uh, restaurants, you know, and, 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 Again, you know, people are sensitive. You know, yeah. there's a lot of gluten. Like now it's like, you know, gluten's like a big thing. So that's also offensive. Like how dare you put, you yeah. know, this, this you know, uh, flour tortilla chip in front of my face. <laughs> it's like, whoa, you know. So so it's a it's like a balancing act. Yeah. But you can't please everybody all the time. And right. I, I would suggest that, that maybe you don't. Because right. there is a clientele that's going to continue coming to see your concept. Mm-hmm. And again, when, 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 when some restaurants open and they want to be everything to everybody – you just can't, you, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to, to satisfy that. The best thing you can do is find your niche yeah. and nurture that clientele. And they're going to, they're going to like you. They're going to, they're going to be your best advocates. They're going to go out to the street and be like, I just, you know, we got to go to dinner, but you know, um, and you have some, lead. some pretty rabid fans on the three, two, one group we also who, yeah. who come out whenever there's, you we know, whenever it starts to get, too. you do. Ooh, I mean, goodness. of course, like, <laughs> they're passionate. You, I get it. But you I mean, gotta have passion. You gotta have haters. If you don't have haters, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> well, we, we, we try to limit it as much as possible. And listen, right. I'm, I'm, <clears> I'm here to say as, you know, as a person who's been with the project and it's been a, a huge passion of a lot of ours to bring something new and different and exciting to Brevard and work for the community. We're not out here to fail. We're out here to, to continue to improve. So if you had a bad experience, which I'm sure there are that people have come to our restaurants and had a bad experience, um, they're doing the people that are working now are super talented. You should give them a shot. The service, the food is it's worth maybe, you know, a second chance and mm-hmm. you know, come in and ask for Colin, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that if you want to say, Hey, listen, last time I was here, it was, I was never going to come back. Right. And we've heard that we've had some people come back like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Thank mm-hmm. God. I don't know. Sometimes it takes a year or two to get, get it going on a new concept. It just yeah. takes it a little bit. There's always going to be growth yeah. and, you know, and, and mistakes made and learning from that. I just feel like, I think a frustration that I have with diners in general. And of of course, coming from a big city, you know, you don't have this kind of intense community vibe where, you know, (laughs) people have been to every restaurant, you know, (laughs) around. So for me, it was, it was kind of eye opening when I moved here. Um, But, you know, ultimately it's how, I don't know how I'm going to say this and not be, and not be offensive (laughs) to somebody. I mean, I just feel like sometimes people are looking to complain and they're coming in going, well, I know that they charge for chips and salsa. I've seen that their tacos are $3 and 50 cents a piece. So I'm immediately going to sit down and have a problem with everything that's going on just to be able to have that kind of a, of an experience. Yeah. Yeah, It's, um, it's, it's something that, you know, that you see a lot of here mm-hmm. that I've just never noticed before. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why anybody would spend their time to be actively unhappy. <laughs> like <laughs> I know. you're spending money to be actively unhappy. Like I don't, I don't get that. So I feel like everybody who feels that way should absolutely go and uh, yeah. give Masa another shot for sure. Well, you yeah. guys have been in the restaurant business a long time. I mean, you know, you've mm-hmm. had those people where you go back and they, they don't, they're not satisfied with something. So you swing by and say, oh, okay, you know, how's something? Not good. Okay. Well, can I get you something? No, I'm not hungry anymore. What, what do you mean? You, you took one. What do you, come on. <laughs> you're <laughs> still hungry. Come on. You're still hungry. Don't do this to me. Yeah. But it happens. Sometimes. Please let me yeah. feed you. Let but, me feed you. Like, 
Like all, yeah, let all me make we're it doing, right. let me make all it we're right. doing in this business <laughs> you know, right? is trying to make people happy. Like that's right. legitimately yeah. the whole base of the restaurant industry is right. providing an experience, giving someone something special. Right. Like none of us are in business to make someone's life terrible. Like. I just feel that sometimes that gets lost in translation for people who are not familiar, you know, mm. and the majority of the time they're people who have never been in this business yeah. or maybe in a customer service related business right. where, you know, that is your ultimate goal. It's a tight knit group now. There's a lot of great small business owners and chefs collaborating in this area and it's, you can see it and it's, it's, it's really nice to be part of the community. And, mm. and you said it in the beginning, it's really starting to blow up and, yeah. Uh, for for all of us, it make it makes me want to work harder. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's other creative people out there that are pushing me to say, okay, what's the next big thing that you guys can do or add to your menu? So yeah, because there there are a couple other concepts coming on the strip. You know the that old Valley corridor. Um, what else uh, we got? So. Meemaw's is getting a renovation. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, Another they, they, barbecue place. They have a food truck. Yep. Mm. It's <laughs> going to be uh, Indian River Smokehouse. I know the owners. Yeah. Um, they, they, it's going to be something different, okay. you know, so it's not going to be a direct competition. Um, but they're, you know, but again, it's, it's variety. I like it. That's it's good. variety. You know, we have, Got um, it. straight out of Philly. Oh, I love their Phillies. Yeah. They're Stra- moving into the uh, next the, to the, the brewery. The, yeah. Oh. The old purple porpoise. If we all oh, have been here since then. I've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and fat donkey, the ice cream uh, place? good, good buddy of mine at Martinez is, yeah, he just, nice. uh, Opened a second location, so he has original on Minute Man, and now he's right there on the corner, right by Key West. So you have Key West and straight out Philly. So you can go get right. some major drinks at Key West and yeah. stumble over for some ice cream. Yeah. After that, and, and the brewery. And, oh, and there's the, the brewery too. And the, and the brewery, like, and and the, again, you know, straight out Philly with with excellent pizza and hoagies, and of course their, I do their like cheesesteak. Cheese it's it's really good. Who, and the, and who the desserts. Who likes their cheesesteaks? And their desserts. Oh, there's a great McDonald's bag. across the street. Oh yeah, there fantastic. Is. Excellent customer service. Yes. They, yeah, they, they do a good job. Can, yeah. They actually do have great customer service. Like, I don't know if they're a training store, but every time I I go through there, like the the people there, I have tried to legit poach people from the (laughs) drive through window (laughs) to come work. I've given out business cards like, hey, do you want to come be a host? Like, you should come up and see me because, you know, I mean, you see good people and you want to take them. Yeah. Well, (laughs) that's that's power of recruiting. Hi, Genevieve. Jillian's never allowed to come back in. Yeah. Don't let me get near any of your good employees. <laughs> anyway, um, what a great hour. Thank oh. you, Colin, for joining us. Hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate yeah, it. It's great what you guys are doing. Oh, we're, we're, we're so thankful. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this concludes our third episode. And thank you so much for those who have tuned in live on Facebook. If you're li- listening to this after the fact, remember, we do go live uh, Sundays. We try to do about 11.30 to 12, somewhere in there, uh, right around brunch. So when you think Sunday brunch, think Space Coast Eats and, and this podcast. Again, you can uh, see us uh, Facebook Live. And that allows you to, uh, if you want to engage at all, ask some questions or offer comments. Um, of course, we're always appreciative of those that share the stream. And even after the fact, you know, if there's uh, ideas or anything else that you'd like to share with us, we do have a Facebook page, uh, Space Coast Eats. Uh, on Facebook, so just give us a search, and you could DM us and let, let us know if there's something that would be interesting to you, and then uh, you will consider that. So once again, thank you guys so very much. Um, thank you, Colin. Once again, thank you, Colin. And, this uh, is a lot of fun. Oh, thank you, guys. Um, yeah. Hi, Monica. Sorry, I said hi to Genevieve and not you. Oh. Thank you for listening, <laughs> Emily. Thank you for listening. Who else we got up there? I can't read. Yeah, but Paul. Paul. Yeah, a few few people. So so again, thank you the so much for all of your away. yeah. Thanks thanks so much for all of your comments. And uh, until next week, we're gonna have a show next week, right? We're gonna have a show next week. <laughs> That's like, it's well, it's just gonna be a Christmas theme, I guess, because it's like the that Sunday yeah. before Christmas. So we'll, we'll probably have something festive. Bringing a baked ham. Ooh. <laughs> Just, it'll just be an hour of his eating baked ham, so make sure to Christmas tune in. Margaritas. Well, that, that's that's better than like a candy cane tasting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all once again. Uh, we really appreciate it. Again, tune in every Sunday and uh, and just have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy your Sunday, guys, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Now.